This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barrett, who's back in New York City, just like me. Two guys just back from vacation talking about Mets player development. Talking about Mets player development. Nice to be back. And uh, well, I'm not within the five boroughs right now. I'm I'm on Long Island, but inching my way closer back, inching my way closer back to seeing you. And uh, we've got we've got a packed episode. Only five games across the player development side on this Tuesday evening, but a lot to talk about in all five of those games. And right now it's 9:32 p.m. So a couple games still going on. But Vito, I don't want to jinx things. You know, I'm not a believer in jinxes. We could be on the verge of a five for five sweep across the organization here. So that will bear itself out over the coming minutes and uh, maybe hour or so. We've never had a five for five. We've had a big four. We've had a big four. The FCL Mets, they also played today. They earned a victory. Um, so they were that they're that fifth team. But yeah, could be a could be a historic night here on the future of flushing. And John, do you think maybe if we do this in a good enough time, I could tell everybody about how I saw Oppenheimer and what I thought about it? Oh, I think that everyone would love to hear about your uh, your Oppenheimer review. I still haven't seen Barbie, so. And um, you were more interested in Oppenheimer. Oh, I'll definitely see Oppenheimer when it's available to me. I just, Vito, I don't get why it's 2023. I can't just pay $25 to see. I would pay more to not have to go to the theater. How do they not make that a possible? Is there a monopoly that the theaters have on this? No, well, y- yes and no. Well, w- like there's certain movies that are, they're moving towards that in a lot of ways. Like you see, you know, like yeah. Netflix does that. Apple sure. is actually moving away from that. The Martin Scorsese movie that's coming out is going to be released in theaters in October before it goes to Apple. But like a, a Christopher Nolan movie, it, it's he wants it. I mean, he he has special 70 millimeter screenings going out that he wants you to see, which is what I saw it in. But let's save. I don't want to. I don't want to get. We get too hyped up on small talk to start sometimes, and I feel like we got to give the chase to the Mets. Yeah, and then we could do, and then we could do our fun little stuff that we do. So why don't we start off? Let's talk about the Syracuse Mets. One in walk off fashion, five four versus the Buffalo Bisons, all off of a Wyatt Young walk off double. I mean, I love when people we talk to win games. Yeah, nice win for the Syracuse Mets. A lot to unpack here, so let's just dive right into it. You mentioned the Wyatt Young heroics, the walk-off double. I'll talk about Brett Beatty, who hit his fourth home run since going back to AAA. That OPS for Beatty since going back to Syracuse, hovering right around 1,000, and he was scalding the ball all night long. He had three batted balls, hit 100 miles an hour or harder. So Beatty doing what he did before his promotion to the Mets back in April and doing what he did for a lot of the time he was in New York hitting the ball hard. Uh, Brett did some did hit into some hard luck during his time with the Mets, but he's just reassuring fans, I think, that the bat-to-ball skills are there. Brett Beatty's a great hitter. Needed to go uh, maybe just kind of get his head in the, in the right place, but Brett Beatty will be just fine. 
Jose Budo started this game for Syracuse. And Vito, I'm still buzzing over Jose Budo's relief appearance with the Mets about a week ago where he was hitting 96-97. And for Budo in this start, six innings, three runs allowed, so a quality start. But something I noticed, he threw six different pitches. So he could be a very, very useful commodity for the Mets moving forward. You slot him in in the rotation. He could also come out of the bullpen. The stuff plays up out of the bullpen. And he's a guy with a six-pitch mix now. He's added a cutter, worked that in tonight. So very intriguing. Love to see that from Jose Budo. Another big night for him. And I want to shout out Ronnie Mauricio. We, uh, we, we kind of dropped the ball. We didn't mention this, Vito. Ronnie, over the weekend, hit his 20th homer of the season. So that's now back-to-back seasons with 20-plus home runs and 20-plus stolen bases for a player who is still just 22 years old. And on Tuesday, Ronnie Mauricio walked twice. And the biggest thing about Ronnie, we know about the power, prolific, the exit velocities, 115-plus, so on and so forth. But for Ronnie, the biggest thing is can he, can he uh, cut down on that strikeout rate? Can he find other ways to get on base when he's not putting the ball in play? And he has done those two things. So Ronnie Mauricio, another big night, not hitting home runs, but getting on base, not striking out, and walking twice. Those are the things that the Mets are really looking for in the development of a young, or a young Ronnie Mauricio. I mean, Brett Beatty and Ronnie Mauricio, really fun to watch for the Syracuse Mets. Obviously, like you said, Brett Beatty, not going down to AAA and taking it as a punishment. He's out there grinding, just doing a great job. And Mets couldn't have won this game without Luke Ritter going one for three with an RBI double and a walk. And Carlos Cortez, who drew a bases-loaded walk to tie the game. We've been talking about Carlos Cortez the last few episodes, and he just stays hot. Uh, let's move on talk about the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, who won a game against the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. I, 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 I don't know what a Fisher Cat is. Is it a cat that has a job as a fisherman? Is it like a cat that's been, instead of being given a fish, was taught to fish? Could be like a, a catfish, maybe. It's a Which fisher, is, it can't be a catfish. It's a fisher cat. That would be crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe we need to do some homework and do some deep digging and have a report tomorrow present for the people because it's a, it's a fair question. It's definitely not a straightforward name. I'll tell you that much. It's not, but you know, it is pretty straightforward. Blade Tidwell's performance tonight. Five innings pitched, only gave up four hits, all of those singles, no runs, no walks, and six strikeouts. Yeah, Blade was once again in full command on Tuesday. It was his fourth start since his promotion at Binghamton, and he bounced back like we expected him to off of the rough outing the last time. So that's not the second time where this sequence has kind of unfolded. His uh, Rumble Pony debut was a little uneven, bounced back, had a great start. His third start, a bit uneven, on Tuesday, bounces back, has another great start. So it's just Blade showing that he's adapting, he's adjusting, and he's evolving right in front of our very eyes. And look, the stuff is the stuff. It's, it's nasty. You know, sits 96, dots the corners, breaks off a gross slider. You know, opponents have no chance when Blade Tidwell is on. So a great sign that Blade bounced back from that last start as he continues his fantastic first full year of pro ball. And with the start on Tuesday, he's now reached 100 innings on the season, now sitting at 102. So leaps and bounds across the board for Blade Tidwell this season. And you should all check out our interview with Blade Tidwell that went up just the other day where we talked to him about the adjustments he made between game one and game two. And he talks about how what his mentality is like when he goes up against a batter and how he almost likes it when he's up against the wall. 
He likes that bases loaded feeling and about how much he's been working on this year. I mean, it was a really fun conversation. Only six minutes, real nice and quick bite-sized interview with Blade Tidwell. And if you like polka music, there is polka music in the background. A lot of polka music everywhere. Perhaps Blade got the uh, got the future of Flushing Bump once again. I think that that, you know, we could probably make a connection. I, the episode goes out on Monday. Blade starts on Tuesday and he throws a gem. So, you know. I mean, I, I believe in the future of Flushing Bump. And we'll see because you know what? We do have an episode coming out next week with Jeremiah Jackson. So we'll see if the future of Flushing Bump continues with that. Let's talk about Drew Gilbert. Third home run since the trade, staying hot, all in his last seven games. Drew Gilbert, teammate of Blade Tidwell in Tennessee and now in New York. So, I mean, it's really fun to just make segues like that. Yeah, the middle of the Rumble Ponies lineup on Tuesday got it done. Gilbert hits the home run. He stays hot. JT Schwartz had a double. His OPS on the season hovering around 800 as he continues. Really an offensive breakout season, I'd say for the first baseman from UCLA. Jeremiah Jackson homered. Rowdy Jordan had a hit. Mateo Gill had three hits. So a lot of contributors for the Rumble Ponies on Tuesday. Luis Angel Acuna also involved. On base safely twice. Had a hit. Had a walk. Stole a base. That's already nine steals in 18 games for Acuna. So if he's on base, he's going. He's proven that. Did it again. Of course, older brother Ronald stole a couple bases against the Mets on Tuesday night. So as that, uh, that bet continues to uh, crescendo, if you would, as we near the end of the minor league season, which is, we said it, Vito, once July 4th hits, man, summer's over. I was thinking about that today on the drive back. It's already August 22nd. You know, we're going to blink. It's going to be Labor Day next week. Um, and that's it. And then schools are back in and it's, you know, the, the fall weather is here. And, you know, I, I like the fall weather personally. I do like, uh, it's a nice time of year. I look forward to it. I used to hate it because going back to school stunk. And that was the problem with the September 1st birthday. I would always be like, yeah, yeah, it's my birthday. But, oh, well, now I'm going back to school. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I, I do. I forgot about your September 1st birthday. I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm not going to be here for it. Or I think I leave the next day, but I think we're going to be together the whole next week. More info on that coming later, everybody. But you're gonna take me out for a nice dinner. <laughs> you know where I'm gonna take you. <laughs> it could be a couple places. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, look, there's a there's a dinner party and then there's an after party. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll plan it out. But um anyway, back to the Rumble Ponies and their uh nice well rounded performance before on Before we get night. back to the Rumble Ponies, I want to talk to you real quick. Back to school. Back to school. Were you a guy that got hyped up on your Staples trip or wherever your school supplies place was on your way back to school? I got hyped up about my mom would always get me a new pair of sneakers each year going into this going into the new school year. I always got a pair of fresh kicks and that was always exciting. 
Um, you know, and then like with my birthday kind of coinciding with the start of the school year, I would also, you know, freshen up the wardrobe a little bit. But not was, school uh, What's that? You didn't get hyped up on school supplies. Uh, not really. I mean, how excited am I going to get about a composite notebook? I don't I know. Mean, I guess I'm a nerd, dude. I would get like every year I'll go to Staples and be like, this is my year. I'm going to be so organized. And then I would fail at doing that after a week. No, I mean, okay, so, like, the act of going into the store and, like, buying them, no. But, yes, the act of, like, or not the act of, but the idea of a fresh year, you know, those organizational skills, slapping that syllabus on the inside of a binder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, but, you know, obviously this also changed as I got older. When I was younger, I wasn't thinking about that at all. And then, like, when college came, syllabus week would happen. That was big. You know, that was like, all right. We're going to stay ahead of the readings. We're going to we're going to do we're going to do all these things, all these processes the right way, much like player development. Well, college, I feel like you that's when you get to the age where you're like pumped, like after freshman year, pumped to get back sophomore year. Like you had fun with your friends at over home during the summer. I, I'm I sound like I mean, I went to school at home all, all year, so it's different for me. But I knew my friends who went away for school. They would all be like, yeah, like I love being home for the summer, but I can't wait to get back to school. But. John, one last question before we continue to talk about the Rumble Ponies. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I still weirdly look at like this year, next year as like the like I look at next year as September. Like I think about it like the school year still. And now working in baseball, it's even it's like back where I'm like, oh, next year, like next year is is the fall. Well, it's kind of like Rosh Hashanah, right? It's the new year. Um, you know, I, and you know, I celebrate, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to break down a year. I I think that I do it by January 1st. I think that that's my line of demarcation. You know, like everyone's got their own birth year or birth date, which is, you know, one trip around the sun, as opposed to January 1st, the holidays is a, you know, kind of a benchmark time of the year, July 4th. I don't know. I mean, you know, I was leaving, uh, our you know little interrupted getaway and i was thinking about next year and you know like oh man maybe i should like look into booking something right now because it'll be here before we know it i mean time is flying you and i have known almost known each other for a full year already i know what are we going to get each other for our anniversary i don't know that's technically uh... our anniversary is actually already passed because i think we first spoke at this point already i think so yeah so i don't know Maybe right, uh, well, think, think about it. Well, think about okay. what you want to get me and I'll think about what I, I want to get you. But, okay. you know, I said Jeremiah Jackson, uh, future flushing bump, but it's weird because he's been so hot that like, I don't know how much more he can get a bump from us at this point. I mean, kids just crushing it. Now, John, I got some unfortunately bad news for you. I hate bad news, Vito, but I guess you got to just put it out there. So let's hear it. Uh, there will not be a full clean sweep tonight. It happened pretty much seconds after you brought up the possibility of it. So, yeah, I, uh, I just realized you were going to go there and, uh, you know, possibly put that on me and, uh, you know, point to the whole Johnny Jinx thing, the Johnny Jinx moniker. I just stated facts. I just stated facts that you brought up the clean sweep. I did. And then the Cyclones lost. They did a tough loss for the Brooklyn Cyclones on Tuesday, but. Still many great things to talk about. And uh, if you listen to the show regularly, you know uh, the name that's about to come out of my mouth. And that is Jet Williams, who once again hit a leadoff home run 
for the Cyclones. That's now back-to-back games with a leadoff homer for Jet. A homer in three straight games overall as he continues to flex those muscles. He had himself a first inning. He hit the leadoff home run, then came back up again and had a two-run single. So he was two for two with three RBI in the first inning as Jet Williams just every night. It's every night. It's every night, you know. It makes sense it was Jet Williams, but I did think you were going to say Sandy the Seagull. I nope, not not Sandy the Seagull. Jet Williams is uh Jet Williams is the one who when we're talking Cyclones baseball, it's all about Jet. Uh another another note from this game, Kevin Parada. Uh not a huge line of the box score, but back with the Cyclones as he returns from that that sprained ankle. So Vito's ankle is uh is healed. Kevin mine healed Parada's faster. Ankle. Mine mine healed much faster. I mean, honestly, I guess I, I guess I've reached levels of evolution that nobody could foresee. That might be it. I don't know. I, you know, no offense, Vito. I kind of feel like the long-term health of Kevin Prada's ankle is a little bit more important than yours. You're right. Uh, not not disparaging your ankles. You're, no, you're right. Bobby important, wasn't, Vito. Uh, BC wasn't putting me on the shelf and saying, hey, man, we got to take this day by day. Uh, let's work you off the boot slowly into your brace. Yeah, no, you weren't being sent down to rehab with the FCL Mets or anything like that. Um, but Kevin Prada healthy back. Great to see as the Cyclones. We talk about the Rumble Ponies and their playoff push. Despite the Cyclones' tough loss on Tuesday night, the Cyclones are right there um, in terms of the North Division in the South Atlantic League, and they have a chance of clinching a playoff spot as they're vying for first place in the second half. So uh, Kevin Prada joining Jet Williams and many others in that lineup, such as Stanley Consuegra, who had another big night for the Cyclones on Tuesday, hit a three-run home run. That's 17 homers in 77 games. That's a big power number. Also stole a base, so we talk about the Consuegra tools. He had a couple great defensive plays a few weeks ago. Threw a runner out. That was the night that Keith Rad was there throwing out the first pitch. So Consuegra impacts the game in so many ways on any given night. And recently, it's been the power bat for Consuegra that he's been showing off. Yeah, John, he's one of seven players in the Sally League with 17-plus home runs this year. And that's even with missing some time. Since July 19th, He's got 10 home runs, tied for most in the league in that span. So just incredible performance in Consuegra over the last month. A couple other guys to note from this game for the Cyclones. Their pair of USC Trojans fight on college football season right around the corner. I'll try not to talk too much college football here on the future of Flushing. Although, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of adjacent. A lot of these guys played college baseball, right? And a decent amount of them played college football. That's true. That's very true. You know what? We're talking college football. I want to get you into college. I know it's not your thing, but like the so week zero is this weekend. That's like where games start to trickle in. I think Notre Dame plays Navy this weekend. Um, But like week one of college football. There's a lot of fun sports weekends or sports times throughout the year, like the NCAA tournament. The best, right? The start of the Major League Baseball playoffs are awesome when there's just games all day and every 90 feet matters. Can't beat that. But week one of college football, special time of year. Really special. Like, so much fun. The vibes are just so good. But that's on Saturdays, right? Yeah. And so here's a take. Everyone loves NFL Sunday, right? Yeah. I think a good college Saturday slate can be more fun than a Sunday because number one, 
on Saturday. Saturday is, you know, it's a more fun day. Like, let's just be honest. You know, Sunday, you got the Sunday scaries. You're going back to work. You can't get too banged up. You, you have to be ready to wake up and, and tackle the week and get the week started right. Saturday, you don't have those same restrictions. You don't have those same doubts. And there's just so many more games when it comes to college football. And, you know, if you uh, delve into the gambling side of things, you've got a lot to choose from. In football, Max, you got, you don't even have 16 because you have bye weeks. But, you know, it's a finite number. College, there's something for everyone. Starting at 12, ending at, you know, you got the Hawaii game that's on at like 11 p.m. A college football Saturday, Vito, low-key, might be better than, a, than an NFL Sunday. Who plays Hawaii? Uh, they're in the Mountain West, so Nevada will play them. Utah will play them. So they're all taking uh, – oh, I guess it's not that bad of a flight. It's like a six-hour flight, right? Yeah. Uh, does Boise play them? I don't know if Boise plays them. The, I know Colorado has played them. John, what if – like, it's just tough because Saturdays is dedicated to League One Uber Eats for me now. Well, that also makes – I mean, that's – well, let me make let me sure make, let me make sure Hawaii is uh in the Mountain West. I'm pretty sure they are. They are. Okay. I, I couldn't go on if I was wrong about that. That would have been bad. That's just um, tough that like these kids are just like taking six hour flights to go play football every week. Yeah, but that's I mean, with the Big Ten absorbing more teams, uh, you know, or or UCLA and and uh and USC, DeAndre Smith and Rylan Thomas's USC fighting Trojans, they're flying to Rutgers to play. Mm-hmm. Why can't Hawaii get an NFL team at this point then? Because you would then have a 10-hour flight. Uh, that yes, Hawaii team would have to inevitably, yeah. you know, they're going to eventually have to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and they, there's no middle ground. I would just like to see no. more. I would like to see a, a pro team in Hawaii just because, you know, I went there this summer and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's ever going to happen just because of the travel issues, but... Um, They've got they've got Hawaii football. We we've all got Hawaii football. But anyway, if you agree with me that college football Saturday might actually be a better day than a, than an NFL Sunday, let me know. You know, tweet jo- us at Mets Player Development. Tweet tweet about how much you agree with John on liking college football because we don't what? have our own Twitter account because they don't trust us. Hit the DMs, JMB nine one nine one. Say John, you're right. And oh yeah, NFL accounts. We do have personal accounts. They can't silence us forever, Vito. No, we won't be silenced. Let's talk about the St. Lucie Mets, who won 6-2 versus, John, I struggle with this name every time we say it, the Dunedin Blue Jays. There you go. Yeah. Jonah Tong made his PSL debut, struck out 6-13 batter's face, and only allowed one base runner. Eight whiffs on 19 swings against. JB nine one nine one. That's right, the Canadian boy against the the Blue Jays. So little irony there, I guess. But Tong in his first start in Port St. Lucie with Port St. Lucie in the Florida State League, he was great. Of the six strikeouts he had, four of them came with that four seam fastball. Two of them with his curveball, the big twelve to six hook. So the stuff was on display, and really not many hard hit balls when he wasn't striking opposing Dunedin Blue Jays out on Tuesday an average exit velocity against of 83.2. So a great debut for Jonah Tong. On the other side of that, this was the last note I had, but I guess kind of fits in well when we talk about Tong not allowing much hard contact. 
the Port St. Lucie Mets on this night on Tuesday had the 10 hardest hit balls in this game as a team. Yohair Cuevas had a couple hit over 100. Wilfredo Lara, he does that routinely. Nick LaRusso had one. He had a couple RBIs. Yoral Martinez. So a lot of hard hit contact for the St. Lucie Mets all night while the, uh, the arms of the St. Lucie Mets, led by Jonah Tong, limiting the hard hit contact. Tong to Tong Tong Tong. Do you remember that song? I do remember that song. <laughs> I actually heard that song a couple days ago. I went down a 90s rabbit hole. I thought you were going to say you were at like a bar mitzvah or something. No. I don't know. That's not bar mitzvah appropriate. I guess we're too, like, I guess it's wedding music. Now, like, people our age having a wedding would play that. Dude, I was loving just trying to find really great songs from the 90s. I kind of spent a couple days doing that because I had nothing else to do. And, like, the 90s went hard when it came to music. Great, great era. So many great memories. Just wanted to put it out there. I can't disagree with you there. Another fun fact about John and I about how many times we were just at the same Mets game together, but not friends or any even acquaintances. We both went to City Field, and it was like, John, it recently was the anniversary of this. I saw on Facebook memories, the famous Third Eye Blind postgame concert at City Field. Oh, my God. Fan, so good. That I was at 50 Cent also. Were you there? I was also there for 50 Cent, yeah. 50 Cent. That was a tough day for me. That was a day after the Rangers lost the cup to the Kings in five. And um, I went to City Field to try to get over it. Great concert. Fantastic concert. So, Best but concert anyway, I've seen I... at City Field after a game, I think, was the Lauren Hill one a few years ago because, like, Lauren Hill is incredible. But notoriously, she, like, she shows up late for shows a lot and, like, doesn't go that long. But after the Mets game, she did, like, a like a what felt like an hour set of just – Basically, the entire album of uh, miseducation, uh, the, edu- uh, the education of Miss Banks. I haven't been to a good concert in a while. You know, this summer kind of things happened, so you had a kid. Didn't get to a probably yeah, go to a, get... the Wiggles. You're going to go to a Wiggles concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess beggars can't be choosers. Um, one more note from this game: a guy who probably does not like or is not familiar with any '90s music is outfielder Kellum Clark, and he made his PSL debut as well, along with Jonah Tong today. Clark taken by the Mets in the 20th round from Mississippi State. So another uh, St. Lucie Mets debut from a 2023 draftee. Love to see that. Like I mentioned, Nick LaRusso had a a hard-hit ball. Also had two RBIs, and those two RBI coming on two useful outs. So not striking out, putting the ball in play, playing to the situation, LaRusso had over 100 RBI with Maryland in his last year there, and he continues to drive in runs as he starts his pro career. Now let's stay in Florida, talk about the FCL Mets before we round this one out. This will be the last game we talk about because DSL Orange and Blue both had their finales rained out. But the FCL Mets won 3-2 versus the FCL Cardinals. That means they have a 32-18 and record, which we have been so excited to watch this team along this year. Colin Houck, two for four with a triple. Austin Trusser made his pro debut, struck out the side in the first inning. He's a fourth rounder the Mets drafted from Mizzou. Yep, good to see Tresser getting the, uh, making that debut. So now up for the FCL Mets, it's playoff time. Wednesday, they won't play. They'll enjoy an off day. And then on Thursday, they will play the FCL Braves Ooh. as they – vie for a chance to move on 
to the FCL Finals. On the other end of the uh, bracket is the FCL Pirates and the FCL Yankees. So it's playoff time now for these FCL Mets. They've been great all season. Like you mentioned, a 32-18 and record. So much talent throughout, and they will try to uh, earn a title, cap, cap this fantastic season off with a title. Would that be a Subway Series? Uh, no, it would be like a Florida Interstate well, I know, Series. Because... I know it wouldn't be, but like it, if it's Mets-Yankees, do we not just call it the Subway Series? I think we would need to find a, a wittier name for it. Yeah, you're right. The one-day Subway Series. I don't know. Like, you know, saying it's a future thing because it's, a bunch, you know, young players. There's got to be a route. There's got to be a main road. I don't know if it's like an I-90 that you just drive across. I know when the media for spring training comes down, you know, the Bruce Becks of the world, um, they'll hit Mets camp, they'll hit Yankees camp, and they'll just go, you know, wherever they fly in, they'll just drive across the state. It's like a three, four-hour drive, I think. And I, I'm pretty sure it's a straight shot. I've never done it myself, but I remember actually talking to Bruce about his travel plans and how that's what he was doing. So so hit him up, ask him what, what we would call it. Because we need to know. I'm just that's... gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna plug in. Uh, remember MapQuest talking talking about the night. People used to type in point A and point B, and then print out the directions, and then bring it in the car with them. Dude, people used to just stare at a map I and like, follow it. Like that's nuts. Like imagine I mean, like driving with a map and being like, I think I'm here. I I once had like a little Garmin device that was not my cell phone it was a it was a navigation system but it was separate from my phone i remember those my stepdad had one of those i remember that you had to pay separately for it man well hey before we end this episode i just want to quickly talk about oppenheimer let's hear it loved it that movie is long but it is a how long how long is it john without trailers it's a three-hour film three hours yeah, three hours, three hours. It's Christopher Nolan's longest movie, and apparently, like, he wanted it that way. It's kind of like this episode of uh, Future of Flushing. We're just blowing past some of our longer running times. Uh, won't be, won't be longer than yesterday's. <laughs> How long was yesterday's? Oh, dude, I, Shauna, myself, and Sophia listened to the entire thing this morning, and it probably ate up like a quarter of our drive. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I was thinking about, and like we came up with a whole new format. We were like, this is going to be so much quicker. And somehow it wasn't. And here we are. I'm, I'm like, hey, wait, before we go, let me just talk about Oppenheimer because I'm like, why not run up the running time? But Oppenheimer was a great time. I already bought the book. Um, my partner did not know that I bought the book. And I'm actually supposed to let her know when I buy things because I buy too much stuff. But I did buy the book. And um, I'm picking it up at the bookstore this week. Because I was so fascinated and I just want to know like the the true story behind the man. And just it was just it was a great time. Like I, I can't recommend the movie enough. Imaging was beautiful. Like these shots were fantastic. See it in IMAX if you can. Uh amazing performances. So many actors that I didn't realize were in this movie. Cause I have a new thing where I kind of like when I hear about a movie I like, I just stop reading anything about it to just re- really embrace the the first time viewing. Um, but yeah, no, Oppenheimer, no, this isn't a hot take. Oppenheimer is just a really, really amazing movie with an incredible story. I want to see it. I just, I, you know, just let me, let me, let me do it on my own terms, right? Like, that's it. I just, especially with a baby now, you know, like you got a baby. people out there yeah. like me that can't just mosey on out to the theater, you know, make it accessible for someone like me. It's all I'm saying. But I, I figure that it'll probably be available, you know, in, in the home in the next what month or so, maybe 
probably not. I would guess probably not to like October. I can wait. Yeah, I got college football Saturdays, baby. Yeah, I can wait. You're loaded up. I got League One Uber Eats. We got plenty. It's a great sports time. It really is. But when is it not? It's always a good time to talk Mets player dev. And we got Jets football coming up, John. Uh, Yeah, we do. I'm excited. I'm excited. We've got we've got the FCL Mets in the playoffs. That's going to be fun. We've got the the Ponies and the Cyclones making second half pushes. That's great. Um, It's you know it's a good time of year. Kids are going back to school. They're all excited going to Staples. <laughs> getting, those, getting those spiral notebooks, composite notebooks, trapper keepers. Those, those weren't allowed. Did you? Were you ever told like no trapper keepers? Were those banned by your schools? You know what? I looked at you like you were a silly goose at first, but I kind of think I remember one being like, "No, these are useless. You can't have them." Yeah, there was always this like no trapper keeper rule, always, and I never even knew what a trapper keeper was. But I guess it's because I can never have one. I'm going to, and I think I know what somebody's getting for their anniversary present. (laughs) (laughs) What I've always wanted. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, there's a Washington Post article about this. October 18, 2001. Caught in a bind. No trapper keepers. It's It's like a very, very common school thing. And it's also very common for everyone to say, what is a trapper keeper? We're 33 minutes into this podcast. And we're looking up the banning of Trapper Keepers. I think it's time to end this one. Uh, all thank right. you all I'm going to read this article. You look up what a Fisher Cat is. We're going to report back tomorrow. And we're going to go 35 minutes tomorrow. Look, it's not our fault. There was a lot a lot happening down. There was a lot happening. On Tuesday. There was a lot happening. We'll see you all in the future. The music's only making it longer.